0: Stay a while and listen.
1: He called you a cowboy. What in Sam Hill? What did he mean? What are you? I'm the abomination, the strongest mutant of all. Uh. Know this, swimming bird. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got me done. This blue eye receives all things conjoined. I cared much for the word impregnable. The past. It sounds a bit too much like unsinkable the future. What's wrong with
0: unsinkable? Nothing. And Present. As the iceberg said to the Titanic. How's life? He sees it. All of the equipment's <laughs> been sabotaged. Circuit specs. <laughs> of course, we still have the radios <laughs> in our jet, then what's <laughs> the problem, soldier? The city's afraid of me. Colonel, please. Oh, I've seen its
1: true face. What's going on here? Survival, Captain. Open the pod bay doors. And we're back. This is episode 40 of the graphic content. That's right. You could possibly have listened to 40 of these. Dude. And thank you for still sticking around.
0: There's no way that's legal.
1: Yeah, exactly. As you hear, that is the, the voice of the uh, ever illustrious. T.C. Morgan. Oh, man. That's just going to be,
0: any, anytime you're on the show now, that's how I'm going to introduce you. All right. I, I've never been a you know professional wrestler, but I definitely think that that would be the title that I would come out as. So. This Is the illustrious yeah. T.C. Morgan. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I'll put that on a nice cape and come on out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. He's filling in for Jim this week. Uh, once again, Jim... Doing the whole adulting thing. No, real job, real life, you know. Yeah. Paying bills. Yeah, catching... He's catching the criminals uh, in his cape and so and somebody's,
0: tie. Somebody's got to do it so the rest of us can sit around and, and pretend th- to be, you know, what we are.
1: Yeah, and in this case, he's doing it so we can sit around and fucking bitch about movies. Appreciate that. Yeah, so... As you probably figured out, I'm Adam S. Messinger. Uh, and... We are looking at comic book-based or superhero genre-based movies that we feel like we could fucking cast better than Hollywood has. We are bullshitting and throwing out ideas, and we're just having fun with stuff we'd like to see on the big screen. Uh, I know you have one that's very near and dear to your heart as we kick this off, TC. So if you had the chance, what movie... In, in genre of film, whether it's fantasy or superheroes or sci-fi or whatever, what would you like to see done
0: correctly? First and foremost, I want the Green Hornet fixed. Not a Seth Rogen fan? It's not. I mean, I love the guy personally. Hilarious, you know, one of those dudes you want to take bong hits with, you know, kind of guy. But I just, that that, that is not who is supposed to be there. All right, so I mean, you're talking about a guy that's supposed to be the equal uh, to Bruce Wayne. You know, it's he's the he's the anti Bruce Wayne essentially. Though he takes no credit for nothing. You know, that was the whole thing about the Green Hornet was, you know, he couldn't he couldn't they couldn't tell anybody besides him and Kato. Literally nobody else knew who they were. So the bad guys, you know, didn't like him, and the good guys didn't like him, and it just it was that whole funny twist on it all and no i don't think that it should be a goofy a buddy comedy yeah no it's not it's not a buddy comedy definitely not how you know i mean that's great if that's how we introduce it to the world and stuff but i definitely think the next one needs to be a a darker take on it all and and just a a noir-esque kind of character um not uh the same guy that we've seen in every you know Seth Rogen movie per se, you know what I mean, and so.
1: When you say noir, do you think that they should even go as far? Even though it's called the Green Hornet, do you think they should go as far to do possibly a black and white?
0: film? I, it would have been awesome. I mean, it truly would have been. I, I listen to the radio show. I am a, I mean, as everybody knows, I'm a, a martial arts guy, and my martial arts is kung fu. So, having been to, you know, places like the Seattle Kung Fu Club and stood on the floor where Bruce stood, and it, it, it's not called the Green Hornet everywhere in the world. It's called the Cato Show. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a joke, and so I don't take it lightly to see the guy who's supposed to be Standing alongside of the great, you know, Bruce Lee would have had to have been somebody that you know was of equal character and value, and and would have had to have been able to hold their own, you know. And so, I so just, while
1: he may not be a better fighter than Cato, you think he should be at least on the intelligence
0: level. Absolutely, of, you know. Absolutely. I mean, if Cato's the bronze, then then you know he's the brains, and and not that I ever saw it that way, because as far as I understand. He's Kato's number one student and all that stuff, so it isn't, you know, it's not like he's a total bonehead that has no, you know, relativity to martial arts or self-defense or anything like that, because he's out there fighting every day, too, you know, he's throwing up the old fisticuffs with the boxing style while Kato's doing the martial arts. So, for that, I I just, but I just felt like he he really does need to be on a higher level intelligent-wise, you know, that... The, the this the strategy and, and he he runs a newspaper for the love yeah. of god. I mean <laughs> it's not like the guy's a total dame bat. What you know what I mean? What yeah. Even if he fell into it frat boy style, it's still like, you know, where you have gotta have some smarts to be a publisher. Right? Otherwise they would have kicked you to the curb with the quickness, you know what I mean? So it's it's it, it, and if we're gonna do a modern day version of it, that's fine. I mean there are, there's still newspapers. I still get one, you know, here every morning and so I can see that and you you've gotta be a a raw, uh, you know, just out there kind of person to, to keep something like that alive in today's society. So, I don't know, man. I, I really struggle with the, the goofiness. And I know recently that uh, they they sold the rights to it. Um, I'm not 100% sure who bought it, but uh, I know that they're talking they about... S- they sold the movie rights to it? Uh, yeah, Paramount uh, bought the rights to Green Hornet last year. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we have no word of nothing yet. And they were talking about a darker, a more realistic, uh, you know, something that could get up here with the, you know old Batsy and all that stuff. But that'd be amazing. Knocking. I would love to see that. And Paramount, I
1: trust it. And they also did uh, when the MCU first started. Th- it
0: was them and Marvel uh, doing Iron Man. They and then the irony of it is, is they were just shut down. They they weren't allowed to spend money. And if they would have been, I think they would have been doing all the Marvel stuff, they would have really, like, grabbed that and and stole it away. But, unfortunately, they they were told not to spend money. And now that they've had their handcuffs taken off, uh, I hear one of the first things was they went out and looked for a new franchise. Just completely uh, a new franchise that could revamp and kind of make their own. And one of the people said that they, they bought the Green Hornet for that very reason, was they were supposed to be thinking of making it into what, you know, I'm speaking of more than what we saw. You know, it's not supposed to be campy. It really isn't. I mean, the Kato mask is known worldwide, even, you know, the Green Hornet, but the Kato mask by itself is known worldwide. There's an international base of fans uh, recently, we've seen it in Kill Bill, and you know what I mean. You, you, yeah. you, you, can line up through the years where you've seen the Kato mask. I mean, there's even a Kato movie. I think you know what I mean. The black mask. You know what I mean. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Gently yeah. doing yeah. that stuff. So it's like, no, dude, this is this is real. Those people love him, and and I'm one of those people. That 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 mask is symbolic, you know. And so, uh, as a as a goofy white Jew guy, that I'm just saying, like to wear the green mask next to that black mask is is a hell of an honor, and. You got to put a character in
1: there that's worth it. Since you're into kung fu and all this, I don't, I don't know the hierarchy of the colors. Is there significance there with the the green and the black? Since the black belt is supposed to be the tops.
0: No, in kung fu, we only wear belts to hold our pants up. <laughs> okay. No, no, in all honesty, we don't. We don't base it off of the belts are from a Japanese system, but. It, it's, it's the, it, it really is about two people, you and your instructor, and the instructor and you. And then at some point, it's you and your brothers. You know, we all break off into our little groups and practice, you know, and it's you and the guy that you practice with. They, that's, we're, we're, we're literally called brothers in, in Temple and all that stuff. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's that to me. They, they, are, they are equal in value. Both of them have something the other one doesn't have. Cato is not the outgoing publisher of a newspaper, He's a quiet, you know, kind of, you know, content martial art guy that that isn't, you know, social media, you know, bound and Knowing everything of the world, and he shouldn't know how to work on a car. No freaking way should he know how to work on a car. All right, so he's not a jack of all trades. Not, he's an ass kicker. That's I mean, and he obviously knows a lot of things. He's very philosophical. He has a lot of things that go with that. But I just you know what I mean. I, I felt like there was no balance where you know the the goofy white kid didn't know how to work on a car. Are you serious? Like I could all yeah, he had I to do was screw up and turn the stereo on wrong, and you know what I mean. It was uh, I just you know. Uh, Keystone cop just didn't get it for <laughs> right. me. So I I, I I I was bothered by that.
1: In today's in today's showbiz society and with all the actors that we have out there, who would you cast to be uh, Green Hornet? Wow. I
0: mean me personally, <clears throat> T C Morgan would be my first choice, but <laughs> Well as an actor you gotta go to bat for yeah, yourself. I mean hey, you know, you gotta swing, right? Yeah. No, it's it well, I d I didn't wanna like limit who I wanted to choose because it's funny, is it, they they've taken you know Batman away from uh, a, a great actor and now given it to someone else. Um, I almost thought it would be funny to see him come out and play the Green Hornet. You know, um, Ben Affleck. No, uh, oh, uh, Christian Bale. Christian, yes. I could definitely see that. That's very much what I was thinking, and I thought, what a what a great twist too. What a what a perfect you know kind of you know it's not a character per se that i'm asking him to play but just even that dark just over the top kind of but i also really i just i i think maybe somebody new i really do think this is the the role that we go out and just completely start over and god forbid whoever's cast in this position they they make him uh, tall dark handsome you know what i mean um witty kind of you know the the writing i think is going to have a lot to do with it too so the group that writes this next one, uh, I really hope that they they go back to where this comes from. Because, like I said, for a guy that listens to it still today on the radio in my car, uh, I love it. And, and it, it was always... It was supposed to have a twist, and it was supposed to be smart. It was supposed to make you think. That's really what it was about. It was about the audience having some interaction with these characters and and you know getting some some depth to them. So the the story you feel like needs to challenge the viewer a little bit more. I mean it really shouldn't uh, it, it it like I said the whole basis of the green hornet was nobody knew he was the green hornet. And now we we all yeah well nobody knows Batman's Batman no everybody knows Batman's He Batman. has a whole Batman family. So that's what I say. <clears throat> it's like no this guy was really it was really about him and his partner and they play the role outside of the Green Hornet more than they play the Green Hornet. I think Green Hornet and Cato is who they are. And and Brett and Cato are the uh, you know, essentially you know, the, the other roles that they play. He has to go to work and, and do the newspaper and that gives him an outlet. You know what I mean? Obviously it supplies a bunch of money. So, so
1: the classic, you know, the superhero is the true person as opposed to yes, the very much the, civ-
0: the civilian. Very much see this as the Clark Kent uh, you know, situation where they they use their real life personas to get a little bit of an advantage and to learn some information but they they roll with those masks, you know what I mean? That's their thing and so that's kind of a I think that's who they are in, at in their heart and that's the character that I love is he's always the green hornet. And you know, one of the things I loved about the, the way Batman was always brought to me is once in a one of the cartoons, Batman is supposedly losing his mind. And Was that the one where you're talking about the animated series? Uh, yes, yes. Thank where you. he is in the asylum. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, you. I know what you're talking about. And at the end of it, I think Alfred or somebody asked him, you know, how 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 did you know you weren't crazy? Or it's Terry McGinnis. It's the new Batman okay, series. Okay, Batman Steve. Beyond. Thank you. So it's the Batman Beyond and he asks him how did you not know you were losing his, your mind? And he said, because in my mind, the voice kept calling me Bruce. And I don't call myself Bruce. Thought, I've loved that since that day that it came out of that dude's that that, that character's mouth. I've loved that already. I mean, besides the new Batman's name, Terry, but you know, I mean, it was one of those that it was like, yes, yes. Um, in The Matrix, when uh, when she falls down the flight of stairs and, and she's being chased by the agent, you know, she makes the big leap and she tumbles down the flight of stairs and she pulls the guns out and she's laying there on the floor and she's catching her breath. What does she say to herself? Get up. Get up. Get I mean, it's there's certain ways you talk to yourself in real life when shit's going down. And I love that. That to me was, you know what I mean? You got to, I need that. I need that realism right there. So... Um, when I walk around, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm I'm the other guy, you know, I'm just using this as my mask. So okay. I think that, that that's what I really like about the Green Hornet is he's one of those guys that he's always the Green Hornet. The information that he gains uh, through all the other processes are meant to help him as the Green Hornet. They're, it's not the other way around. And I think a lot of the, the heroes don't necessarily go that route. And Kato can kick your ass anytime. You know what I mean. It don't matter if he's a chauffeur with a mask or without it. You know what I mean. He's, and 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 I, I hate that the you know what I mean that regulate him to like a chauffeur or whatever. But that's fine. He could, he could be you know I mean I've I've driven a lot of people's cars for him. I've, I've do the private bodyguard thing too. So like I I'd like to see him move into that kind of a role. You know okay. what I mean? where we get away from the social inacceptability of a chauffeur and in the realization that he's an armed guard or he's the guy that, you know what I mean? He's something dignified as opposed to a lackey. Absolutely, because by no means is he a sidekick, you know what I mean? And and, and he has that Robin-esque abilities that, without Robin, Batman's dead. We, we did episode 11 or something like that, you know what I mean? Done. The series would have yeah. been over, you know? so. We always kind of oh, it's the little sidekick. Well, you know what? Without this dude, I wouldn't be here. And again it goes back to that brotherhood of 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 if I'm really big and strong and you're really small and fast, then you know what I mean? You should be learning not to stand in front of me. <laughs> <'Cause Yeah. laughs> I'll run you over like a bull. But I should also learn not to chase you because you'll wear the bull out pretty fast and then you'll get to do whatever you want to me. So it's it's knowledge that's shared and ultimately that's that's what grows us and makes us better human beings and so to use a res- uh,
1: wrestling terminology <laughs> you look at them as a tag team as opposed to Absolutely. you know somebody that's
0: kind of a- uh, the the head of a team and a hundred percent yeah so yeah, they're well, it's, they're simpatico there's no team team titan about kato you know what I mean it's not he's not just the dude that you know that you, you let in because you know no he's he holds the 50-50, yeah he's definitely when when somebody's throwing you in a figure four leg lock and you want to stretch that arm out you better believe <laughs> you want kato standing on the other end of that reaching over the turnbuckle so yeah I I like the I like that approach is. They they need to be equal to each other. And, and you know, like I said, I, I want it to be dark. I want it to have that, you know, he's willing to do some of the things that some of the darker characters that we know of are willing to do. Like, you know, we know Batman has, has stepped over the edge and gone into the darkness. You know, he's, he's made kills. We know that characters like Spawn, Wolverine, the Punisher, people like that have taken lives in, in comics. And, and that's real. It, it happens. Sometimes the bad guy is so bad that there is no other way of getting justice. So I'm hoping that we get to see that kind of a guy because that will make the Green Hornet who he is. He's going to be wanted by the police and he's going to be feared by the criminals. So he is a true vigilante, is a true criminal in essence, that he's done things that the law doesn't allow or like, but to the wrong people. And that goes into the awesomeness of urban legends and just things that make the stuff that we talked about on the punisher yeah i mean things that make those those types of characters awesome because you never know you know you 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 really don't even guys like us you know what i mean you see a black cadillac driving by and the windows are all tinted up you don't know who's in that bad boy (laughs) ain't flipping that guy off you know what i mean so yeah it's fun like that that's that's really what i'm hoping for who would you choose for kato well they did a great job last time uh, I mean, I can't lie. <laughs> so, I almost spit out my soda. Thanks for not. Yeah, I gave you that Dr. Pepper. So no, I I, I mean, and, and this is one of those I want, I want new fresh people. So you're gonna go again with somebody I, that we haven't I, seen. I would ultimately love to see. I know a lot of young martial artists right now that are going through uh, the process of moving into acting. Um, I've met. Several of them over the years being here out in California and being in charge of the kickboxing. And um, I know plenty of young men that know that role and the value of it. And there are a few right now that are running around that I think would be interesting to see him come in because physically to be able to play that, you have to be able to do a lot of the stuff. I don't want special effects up the yin yang with this guy. You know, if you can't throw a couple kicks and you can't do a couple of the moves. Don't even show up. You know what I mean? Your, your thespian theater qualities don't play out here. You have to be a physical actor. And so, so you're
1: saying the talent
0: comes before the the acting? I, I don't think you need to... You know, I mean, I think this is one of those roles, again, we're not asking you to stretch. We're not going to ask you to go up there and sing Italian opera. We're going to ask you to play a, a guy who's a no-nonsense kind of guy who is very zen and and in the middle ground with a lot of things which to me wouldn't be a far stretch for a lot of good martial artists anyways and then like I said I I do personally know a couple people that have you know, I've met that are are black belts and all the other things that we talk about, or a sifu or whatever, and and they have skills and they they you know there there's a couple of kids that look like Bruce and I, I you know I don't want to throw names on them because I don't know if they're working in the industry, but seriously that that's just one of those. It's like I, I hope to see somebody like that 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 again is looking for their opportunity and sees this the value of this. I mean, because this this should be three movies easily. This should be three movies, and then from there. So this should work uh, similarly to the Dark Knight trilogy, you think? From what I understand, that Paramount is talking about a franchise. And you and I know that, that everything that we know about superheroes, it's, it's at least three. And, and then minimum. from there, we gotta, you know, from there, we gotta hook him up. We gotta get a Kato movie on his own. We gotta find out where Kato came from, how Kato became Kato. Yep. And then we gotta, they gotta partner up with somebody. And I'm not saying it's gotta be Batsy, and I'm not saying it's gotta be Justice League or anything like that. We have the opportunity to bring in other characters. If we're in the second and third movie, there's a ton of other guys. You could bring in, depending on what era it's set in, you could bring in the Phantom. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. We know that. Like I said, if we stay dark and we stay in that, not wanting to be you know kitty kitty you know version yeah i mean and i don't think they sold any uh uh, action figures out of the last (laughs) movie so how about we try for the little heavier version and and go for it i mean i want to i want to see you know um uh, uh oh what's his name i'm sorry who did spawn
1: Michael J. White?
0: Uh, no, not not the actor who actually wrote Spawn. Oh, se. Todd McFarlane. Todd, Todd. I want to see McFarlane. That's who I want to see. I want to see somebody like that write this or direct this or or put their hands in on this. Something like you know what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. I wanted to get dark. I want it to get a little little twisted on occasion, you know? So I'm hoping that, that I mean, even if it's one of Todd's disciples, you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. hoping it's somebody like me that just I, I love that guy. And I've I loved the, the character of spawn and the the way it was, you know, just it wasn't right. It, you know what I mean? Things things weren't right and he was there doing everything he could to make it right, but things aren't never going to be right, you know. And
1: well, Todd is now directing and he's written his own spawn movie. So, you know, that's it's very realistic at this point if that movie does well and if that movie is well done that we could have him uh possibly doing
0: this. We can only pray. Like I said, I I want to I want somebody with grit. I want to I want somebody who's you know, got some dirty shoes to, to take this over so that we don't end up with this uh, Lily White version, <laughs> and uh, that's just not, it's not what it's supposed to be, man. It really isn't. So.
1: Now, I don't know a whole lot about the Green Hornet. I'm, I, like, I didn't watch the Seth Rogan movie because I could just tell, like, well, why am I going to sit and watch something I don't enjoy? Uh, so who would be some of the villains that he would go against?
0: You know, there never was like a, a great villain in the Green Hornet. I think that's maybe why the series never stuck. Uh, we talked about this before in, in some of our talks that you know if you don't if you don't have the Cobra Commander, you know you're not selling any Duke action figures. You know, I mean the the, the the Storm Shadow and the Snake Eyes go together yeah. for a reason. So um, we never we never seen anything other than him fight a bunch of the idiots that Batman fought and i don't want him to fight king tut or one of those jerks. <laughs> Egghead. I mean? Yeah, i just I, i'm not i'm not doing it, man. Um i i'd love to see somebody crazy. I'd love to see a penguin. I'd love to see somebody that you didn't expect. The Riddler. You know what i mean? I'd love okay. to see somebody come out of nowhere and and be the bad guy that they were supposed to be that made them into the one that we all know. This is an opportunity for us to write this and move this along. You know, like you say, there there's an opportunity to bring in the Phantom. There's an opportunity to bring in some Constantine maybe or somebody like that too. Into I don't know what what year we're talking. It could be now, it could be back then, it could be whatever. But they're dark characters. You know, I played a Doctor Druid in a in a play not too long ago. And I looked at Doctor Druid's history. It's a wicked dude. That's you know yeah. what I mean? But you know, we, we don't realize that Doctor Strange, he actually Passes yeah. the mantle to Druid, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people in that that world that we could play with, but we just don't, you know, we don't get the opportunity to to see everybody, and so.
1: So, do you feel like the movie would be just as important for the villain as it would be for uh, whoever's playing Green Hornet? I mean, you know, dude,
0: without a bad guy, you have no good guy, and I think that if we put in a quality opponent for this guy, that we are going to end up with what we all want a great story you know a, a, um, somebody that that pushes these people and and makes them step outside a little bit of who they normally are um, I think from that we'll end up with uh, like I said at least three movies and then hopefully a whole bunch of little things that come off of it because I uh, I think it's I think it's absolutely there it's all dependent on who gets their hands on it I think it, when you look at The Dark Knight
1: and, not the Dark Knight, Batman Begins. When you look at Batman Begins, they were rebuilding the franchise, and if this is something akin to that, who did they bring in for their, vi- their villain? Liam fucking Neeson. I mean, you don't get... he. That's a fucking big name right there. I mean, it's, so it's, you would need somebody of
0: that magnitude to come in. It's studliness like that. That's what I mean. Like... All of a sudden, you you were there. You know what I mean? Like you say, you you they brought in such a great actor, such a big name, and you you wanted to see what was going to happen because you didn't have that automatic. Oh, yep, okay, Batman wins. It was oh no, 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 bro. Uh, uh-uh, uh, <laughs> no, please. Could we have picked anybody else? You know. Yeah. It was kind of one of those and. I love the, you know, of course, there's the twist on the story of, you know, I'm your master, and now I'm not your master, and now we're, you know, against each And you each could other. fuck
1: with Kato and having that intertwined and something like that totally, with him. Totally,
0: totally. You have that, and, you know, and, and again, uh, where does the Green Hornet learn all his stuff from? Where is his background? I mean, frat boy all of a sudden knows how to shoot a gun, knows how to, you know, be a detective, knows crime fighting ass kicking you he know can I mean? throw little hornet darts with precision yeah, really where'd you get that from is that you and kato in the garage bro because i got a garage and me and adam ain't throwing darts at each other <laughs> all right so uh, it's just uh, it's, it's we need a little bit more of that and i i didn't the the movie the first movie gave us none of it um i have a a, a small collection of comics and in that collection i have a bunch of green hornets um, they've tried to do the series a few times. It usually gets about three or four books off the ground and then it's shut down or they revamp it or do some other weird thing to it or whatever. And, and God forbid it just never it never gets too deep. But Did you read any of the uh, Kevin Smith Green Hornet stuff? I don't think so.
1: Because I, I, he wrote up a screenplay for it and then there was a comic series that just adapted the screenplay. Oh, wow. Okay. So I never got to read it, but... I like Kevin Smith, his early stuff, but I can't imagine mixing Clerks and Green Hornet. I mean, you know, that's
0: but if, okay, no, you shouldn't. (laughs) But Clerks is dark. Yeah. And Clerks is gritty. And again, a man with, with dirt and grit on his shoes is the guy I'd rather have thinking about this than the other side of what we've seen so far and what we know is in the industry. Everything can't be Disney. And exactly. I love Disney, but everything can't be Disney. And It's good at what it does, and we need you. something that's Great, good at love, what this does. Respect. Wear the hat. You know what I mean? Got the pins. But, I mean, that's the side of it that we also need. Uh, we need a little bit of the other stuff. And, I, like I said, McFarlane and, and just people that, that have that in their heart want to write stuff that is the other side. I personally don't write things that are fairy tales and lollipops. I'm much more of a dark person and I've seen things and that so that gives me a different angle and hopefully someday that's what gets you know picked up or whatever. But that's the thing that I love when I get back to this is I wanted it to be dark. I wanted it to be gritty when I sit in my car and I literally sit in my car when I get home some nights and listen to the finish of the radio show (laughs) because I love it that much, it's just, I like it, you know, it's it's got a twist, and, you know, back then, you know, they got the music, and the, you know, oh, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, funny how you'll hear noises in the yeah. background, and just, you know, I, I I dig that a little. So it's for, like a play without the visuals. It, it really is, it's the beginning of what you and I know as TV, and, and that's a little bit of maybe why I have the nostalgia, and, and love it the way I love it, besides the, you know, Kung Fu, and the Bruce, and all that stuff, but... I think it's, uh, it, it's got that Sherlock Holmes feel to it. It's so old that we need to respect it for what it is and where it comes from. We don't just start puking out versions of it that we decide <laughs> are okay, you know? And so uh, it, it, it has it was well written. It really was. And it was written so that it could rival Bruce and it could be as good as Batman. And we've never seen somebody put that kind of time and effort into it.
1: I would love to see that that would be amazing. I feel like now do you feel like it would be hard to get through in the current in the current days what am I trying to say? And like all the there's a flood of comic book and superhero movies coming out there Do you think that this would be something that could stand on its own in the midst of, you know, three or four Marvel and DC movies coming out a
0: year? Well, again, are we looking to sell, you know, action figures? Are we looking for a good movie? If 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 they write this as a good movie, I think it can stay in that adult, darker, good movie. It still has the ability to, you know, maybe bring your kid and all that stuff. But I, I think if we stay. In that realm, we should be all right. I mean, there are some blockbusters coming out. They're spending a bunch of money, but. Transformers The Last Night? I don't think all of them are going to hold a good (laughs) storyline. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what falls apart pretty fast. I mean, when a movie's a week or two in the theater and it's gone, it tells you something. Um, You know, there are movies that, you know, you realize, oh crap, I missed it, and then you look in the newspaper and it's still playing. That's generally a good movie because it's still around. And I think a lot of these blockbusters that are coming out are going to make great DVD rentals. <laughs> uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, lined up at the... Uh, the red box. Yeah, at the red box over here at the Quick Stop. So um, I just, I think this will be hopefully, again, it, it's going to come back to who does the work. And if it's well written, we'll be all right. Um, it'll have a lot of action. It'll have all that stuff, you know what I mean? Because you got guys that are doing their thing. And those, those dark... The Dark Trilogy, The Dark Knight, you know that did fine. It it did fine. It did pretty damn good, from what I understand. Well, so, it, yeah, it that, did all right. I, yeah. I mean, so I, 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 mean, nobody's sending me a check, but I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, and so I think if they stay with again that type of angle, that we're not trying to be the fairy tales and lollipops, make everybody happy, politically correct superhero, we're gonna we're gonna get some love from that, you know. Um, I know a lot of the people. I, I didn't get the opportunity to see Logan, and I know, I know, wow. I know it's crushing. And uh, and everybody knows. I, I again, big shout out to my man, the real Weapon X. You know, I'm a huge Wolverine fan. I it, it, I
1: could definitely see them doing like James, the guy who directed that. I could see him doing
0: something exactly what you're talking about. That's I'm I'm hoping that you know we get that type of love. that's really what it is. Is if if you're going to put your hands on it hopefully you know the story you didn't just walk into it because that's what they're paying you to do you know what i mean it's it's one of those where you know as i know directors i've met a couple and they sometimes get to pick and choose what they do hopefully there's somebody out there like me that's just that knows the story that loves it wants to make it what it is and Somebody, you know, is willing to give them the opportunity and lays it out in front of them and they just jump on it like like a freaking werewolf. You know what I mean? That's that's what I want. So I would love to see that now
1: for me personally. One movie I would like to see revamped is The Crow. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that original movie. I'm a huge fan of the original comic by James O'Barr. I feel like that stuff is very underrated. Um, Of course, we all know there's that kind of air of... I don't know how to put it. There's a stigmatism around it just because of how the first movie ended up with Brandon Lee's unfortunate. of
0: course, and all that. Yeah. What happened with uh, young Mr. Lee there, and so... Um, and I, man, I loved it. I I watched it more times than I'm willing to admit on you know tape. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm in the um, same boat. I, I you know I I'm not saying that there may be some photos of me dressed like that in the '90s. Or Is 90s. there? There, I, there are no <laughs> photos left. Okay, <laughs> left. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, it's, But um, <laughs> no, man, that's, uh, that's one of those that just uh, tugs at your heartstrings a little. You know what I mean? I dig what you're saying because um, after the first one, what. The hell Oh my happened. god! Oh my god! It's like they took something from Penthouse and crossed it with, like, uh, the first page of The Crow. You know what I mean? It was—it was, it was <sighs> so never bad. right. It was never. Uh, I think at one point, though whoever plays the Candy Man is is in there uh, playing something. I just, yeah, it really gets twisted and kind of pornographic. I, I just,
1: yeah, especially I, they, oh, in the second one they had the chick for the Asian chick from Power Rangers, Thry, Thry I fucking, I, I butcher her name. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, yeah, they have her in there and Iggy Pop is in there. Yeah, and I'm just
0: like. That would be awesome if these were good parts for them. Yeah. No writing at all. None of them were written. I mean, I swear to God, it looks like they literally, like, you know, you ever played football in your neighborhood? And you go back to the huddle, and they said, just get open, and I'll yeah. throw you the ball. Yeah. That move, I swear to God, from two on, it looks like they just said, go out there and say some lines, and we'll record it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's in the movie, baby. You know? It's like, no. No. Oh, man. Everybody improv. Okay, yeah. Oh, and then man. Yeah. And then the end of the
1: second one, they do the whole, like, the bad guy takes the powers of the crow or some bullshit. And... That and then they all follow the same formula of some guy who loses his girlfriend, yes, and or his wife or whatever. And I'm like, I get that for the first one, I, uh, but can
0: we change it? You love more than just your fucking I, significant I mean, other. It's three pages of the crow with a bunch of other crap thrown in. That's they 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 never even twisted it up. They never went off of what the original plot or whatever was written off of. But yes, I mean. You know, there's all kinds of people you love in this life. You know what I mean? And I think
1: personally, it would be fucking dope if if they had the crow as a little kid who has lost his parents, almost like if Batman had the power. You know, who Batman gets murdered with him and then resurrected to avenge his parents.
0: Where's the teenage boy? Yeah, who's just filled with anger. You know, who comes back and that is trapped within him you know what I mean of losing your parents and still being a teenage you know what I mean and or you know yeah the the husband that, that loses the wife yes that that sucks I'm a happily married guy and I would you know I'd lose my shit but you know I uh, I lost my dad that's never a fun experience you know what I mean so there's a lot of angles that they could play it and they never they never once did and you know it was always just really uh sickening after the first one. Yeah,
1: and they always tried to play it in some... Well, the second one especially tried to play it in some weird apocalyptic future. They didn't... It was very rare that you saw modern day represented as modern day. Even when they had Eddie Furlong in the fourth one uh, that
0: went straight to DVD, uh, it was like this weird rural town... And and I and so again coming back to who's I don't know who's writing this stuff I don't know who's in charge of this stuff but I don't know how those I people think come. it's
1: I think it's Miramax is the I, people
0: I, I who everybody fuck who fuck that up I don't know how everybody still has jobs but I'm just saying um it, it was supposed to be uh, dark um, Gotham. Um, Back to the Green Hornet, noir-style city, you know, where, where bad things happen on occasion, like they do in the big city and stuff. And so, I don't understand why we ran from that so much, you know what I mean? There's there's a, more than one big city, and I've been to a couple, and usually bad things happen, and there's dark Setting it in and, Chicago. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I oh, love, Chicago during the winter? Oh, I, my God. I love the second city. I, the go is a blast, but, you know, I I... I wear body armor for fun out there, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they'll they'll eat you alive in the streets of Chicago, and that's modern time, much less if you wanted to go back 60, 70, 80 years, yeah. you know what I mean? Like where the cops were, you know, scarier than some of the dudes walking down the dark alley. So, no, I, I definitely think that uh, it needs that, like you say, it needs a it needs a base, man. A stay with what was good from number one, that's fine, but don't just Go with the same thing, you know. It's fine to put it in the same city or in the same, you know, referencing of that darkness. But yeah, like you say, when you start going post apocalyptic, you've you've lost me at that point because I love post apocalyptic, but not when it's done well. Not Crow, dude. Yeah, you know? Mad Max okay. You know, the me. Crow not. Nah. There's no Crow in Fallout. That's all yeah. I'm saying. All right, <laughs> let's keep it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, and and so I'm with you. I, 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 I'm hoping for a, a different, and now who would you want to see? I mean, that's Who would I want to see? You know what? Honestly,
1: I think for the first Crow movie, because you can do literally an infinite number of movies with just the premise off this, mm-hmm. I would love to see, and they did this in the comics. I, I didn't read this one, so I don't know how well it was done, but I love the premise of a woman who has lost her husband and her kids. And in the comic, she had an unborn child when she died. Wow. And I would love to see that woman come back and fucking murder the fuck out of, whether it's a mob. In the comic, she was, a, she was some type of government agent. Okay. I, I think that, to see that adapted, I think that could be really well done. I would love to see, uh, gosh, there's several people I think that could do a really good job. Tessa Thompson, who was just in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. I thought, she played a kick-ass Valkyrie. Yeah. I would love to see her do something like that. Um, there's, I, it's funny, because I go into this, you're fucking professional, you have notes. I don't, I'm just fucking <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like sitting here trying to dig in my brain, but she's somebody I think that would be great. Kate Beckinsale. Uh-huh. Is another person, I think, that could really own that. And Absolutely. she showed that in Underworld.
0: Absolutely. That's one of those. Yeah. No, uh, I, I think that I'm with you. Uh, I could definitely see the character changing up and going into, um, you know, it's uh, one of the few uh, highlights of the Suicide Squad was the... Margot Robbie? Yeah, the witch. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Enchantress. Uh, I, I think, you know, in, in essence, you you know, any of those young ladies could play that role. And do it very well in that manner if it's written for her to be just a dark and, like, lose your normal loving self and become the crow. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be awesome.
1: This is going to sound crazy, but I would also kind of like to see, and I don't know her name, but you're going to laugh when I describe this, the chick from Napoleon Dynamite that played Deb. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, she's a good actress. I think that she, if you played the quirky, quiet, um, kill you without seeing, you know, without the all the aggression, and more like the ghost in the dark who sees you and has methodically plotted out how to murder you, very much like a horror character, and just the subtle quietness. I think that would be fucking awesome to see her cock her head to the side with the crow makeup all fucking crazy looking you and, know, uh, you know, sneak up on somebody and there's like, how'd that motherfucker die?
0: <laughs> that's, you know, there's a moment in uh, in Batman when Michelle Pfeiffer is losing her mind to become Catwoman. And I think that is one of the best takeaways from that whole movie is the few minutes when she is, you know, kind of in that almost Harley Quinn you know yeah she is starting to lose it and she's with and all the cats and yeah, everything the voices Yeah, voices are kind of coming for you and you know what I mean and you're you're just that uh, it's not all working out so good <laughs> and so I think yeah you know like I said that young lady's a great actress and I do I think you know you're definitely in uh you know I, I could see her with the uh, one ponytail on one side oh my god yeah. something you know? yeah just totally lost in her own craziness so yeah, that that's uh, that's a, that's a different take, dude. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, I think I think that would be uh, pretty awesome to see, and I think it would be interesting to give a villain who I'd like to see a chicken shit villain. Cause in that normally the guy is you know a big bad a big badass but I'd kind of like to see a chicken shit villain who's on the run from her the entire time. Yeah. Well, and and seeing him use all the other people above him, and kind of you know he is the boss but at the same time it's like why does everybody take this motherfucker seriously? I think that would be fun to to see and kind of the cat the cat and mouse chase game.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting to because. Uh... You know, if you if you ever were to come in contact with this person, you you would see something that would scare the shit out of you for the rest of your life. But you know, there's there's the other side of some of that. you know when when you see crazy, you have to match it with your own crazy, because uh, crazy beats big. My mama used to say. That, so. <laughs> yeah, the the big buff guy uh, against the psychopath, the psychopath usually wins. So I I like that our main you know protagonist is is got to be crazy and our antagonist has got to be just as crazy per se that that you know more the manic first and it would be
1: very much a yin yang
0: yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's the quiet sophisticated you know nuts and compared to the you know dancing down the hallway you know ready to kill the world kind of person so i'm with you there that's a that's definitely a twisted take on that
1: yeah, I think that could be, and I'd love to see them bring in uh, the guy who did it, James O'Barr, who kicked off the franchise. I'd love to see them, uh, you know, bring in some of his cinema, his style of cinematography with how he did the noir, the noir stuff in in the graphic novel.
0: You know, and it's unfortunately we haven't seen something like Sin City's style. How come we haven't seen anything like that? Because they did The Spirit, and they tried that, and it was fucking yeah. awful. Well, we we understand that, but you know it's. They're throwing money at all kinds of other crappy movies that's, and that's stuff. That's fair or, enough, yeah. It's like, how come somebody didn't didn't take that and twist that or play that or or even introduce that when they were doing those? So just, things. like, take it to the next level? Yeah. Because you don't... You know what I mean? If, if they're worried about the city itself or, again, your backdrop for your storyline, why not put it in a fantasy world that's so... Out there, that you could do whatever you wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was the great thing about the first movie was the cops had no control over this this city or this part of this town or whatever, and, and
1: they were fighting each other yeah. to to some
0: have some type of semblance you know of, what I mean? you have the, of power. You have crooked cops, and you have the whole twist on you know how you get in real life, anyways. But I love the fact that you know that first one had that element that you know they were uh, what was it Halloween Eve or something like that. Devil's Night. Devil's Night yes that they were going to go out and shit was going to go down and nobody was going to stop it you know and um, they, they if they were looking to put that kind of a backdrop into every movie then obviously they needed to keep that same city or go into the fantasy realm of you know let's do this in, in, a, in a true you know dark essence not small town America. On <laughs> a Tuesday. Yeah,
1: and that was funny. I don't know if you ever saw the third one, and this that one was you know a convict, an innocent convict's killed, and and comes back for his, he's excuse me, he's framed for his his girlfriend's death.
0: Yeah, I think I saw some of it. It's and
1: and it, it, again, direct to DVD. Not uh, enough drugs. Yeah, yeah, but they said it in almost the. It's not rural America, but it's. It's Lodi. It's like that type of a town, and I'm just like, you limit yourself when you give yourself that kind of environment. When you're, with, when you're working with a concept like that, it's already, it's already kind of locked in, and you need to give it room to breathe. So you've already got a focused main point. You really need the extra stuff around it in order to give it more or less a playground.
0: I mean, that's the truth. I mean, you're you're trying to play a game without a field, per se, like that. Exactly. It's it's just, it never holds the same grasp that the first one did, because the first one had a city, and it had that whole, you know, this is going to go bad, and what are we going to do? You know what I mean? You, You get off the street, and you do this, and you do that. And that played into the whole part of what made the bad guys bad and made it you know kind of a good story was they had already set everything up whereas yeah in a small town you're not going to go burning everything up these people would flip out mean, yeah. I went out in the street and started doing anything dumb, yeah you, know? you they would know you you know yeah and and 60 cops would be here you know what i mean and like so no it's just not it, that doesn't work for your realism at all and why i say if if you're going to go this route you have to put it in a place Gothamish the the darker, larger city. Uh, again, if it even if it's a fake city, that's fine. But it's got to be the dark, deeper, heavier. You know, there's got to be some alleys, man.
1: It yeah, really does. the thi- One of the things I loved about the first movie. Is the soundtrack was an integral part? Absolutely. And I feel like for if they do another, you know, when they do another movie, the soundtrack has to be an integral part. It doesn't need to be industrial or dark like the last one does, or the first. Well, the very first one did. But to have it be something that reflects the movie, something that really sets the mood and is appropriate throughout the whole thing, I I would love to see more of an interaction with that.
0: Yeah, that was definitely big in the first movie was you know the you say the soundtrack yes the music the just the, t- the timing um that first one was so well put together it's it's just to see the second and third and fourth one, the way they went, what did they ended up on six or something? I think
1: like that. I think they were smart enough to stop at four. Oh, it's, when it's, you lose so much money, yeah. people eventually start saying no. We'll, we'll
0: talk about that in another movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's like at some point you got to stop because you are so far from what the original one was and the quality of the original one that just no, it's yeah, it's it's bad.
1: Now we talked earlier, like going from one. the the darker fantasy into another fantasy. You told me there was earlier, before before we started all this, there was a fantasy movie that you wanted to see rejuvenated.
0: Well, a bunch of us geeks who all grew up in this realm remember Dungeons & Dragons. What the hell has happened? That's all I can say. I mean, literally in my notes, I wrote down what the fuck. Okay, so... Um, the last you don't one, want Marlon Lines uh, in your Dungeons just, and Dragons? It's not my swing. I mean, bro, he could be in it. There's a spot for a jester. There's always an idiot apprentice that, you know what I mean, can screw things up and stuff. But what has happened? The last one was put out August 9th, 2012. It went straight to DVD. I didn't even know there was a movie made. Yeah, you just told me right? something Did that I, I didn't know. Yeah. I was still thinking it was like 2005. Yeah. And so they were given um, $12 million to make this movie or something. And How are you going to make a fucking fantasy movie on $12 million? Made in Yugoslavia or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. But the, it, it's okay. It's not like you need to write a storyline. It's not like you need to do anything. It's Dungeons and Dragons. It's already there. So why do we keep ending up, and I understand this part, with just the dragons? There's dungeons and dragons. We've never once seen a dungeon, okay? (laughs) We all grew up with the grid paper player. Don't tell me that you ain't been through some dungeons (laughs) with some traps and some things going on, and the treasure chest didn't have anything in it, all right? So... We never see that, we, we just we're losing that element part, and so I think you know. And of course, this and the last movie was just covered in dragons, that's all I saw on the cover or anything. And it's like, look at no, how big our dragons no, are, come on, man! So, I uh, I, I kind of had some issues with that, you know. And why are we still doing dragons? I mean, there are a lot of other monsters that there's literally. A book of monsters, right? There is, yeah. Thank you. I have one of the old school ones. I'd pull it out right now and blow your mind, but I don't want to show you how old I am. <laughs> so, you know, it's just that that hurts my heart a little bit. So, then I, I just, okay, there's no video game? This is Dungeons Dragons. How long have you and I been geeking out? Yeah, I'm 30. And I'm You're- 42 to tomorrow. Um, <laughs> when this airs, let's just say. Um. Happy but, birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's you know, keep it. So, we've been playing... Again, I, I'm a huge fan of the Fallout series. Um, I, I love anything open world, obviously. I played everything from, you know, Grand Theft Audio... Audio uh, Grand, Grand Theft, Theft, Theft Audio. Audio! Grand Theft Auto to, to That's the downtown Stockton. I, I, yeah, Grand Theft Audio. Nobody's stealing mine. So, yeah. I played the Mafia series from the Wii up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I have... I can stand here and do this, okay? I'm a geek too, but there hasn't been a Dungeons and Dragons video game that I can recall in forever. I think literally, yeah. we're gonna have to go back to like the arcade game. Oh, that's we right. All know how that ends up. You lost your money, okay? <laughs> Nobody beat the game. If you got past level two, you were the god at Chuck and Cheese, okay?
1: So you should no. check out. There's a the angry video game nerd and cinemassacre and all that on YouTube, they do this thing called James and Mike Mondays where they sit down and play an arcade game and they went through that Capcom D and D game. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking crazy to see. So if you get a chance, like you should watch that I, if I'm you like have it. Because in all honesty,
0: at 42, I think I've seen level 4, (laughs) alright, so that's as far as me and any of my people have ever gotten, is level 4, and then it was it, bro, you were done, so I can't remember what you turned into a skeleton or something, but over, that's all I remember, so you lost your quarters and it sucked. But you know it's just and everything these days is, is retro. Everybody's going back, you know, the cartoons are making fun of everything from the 80s. God Nostalgia, and you, you know, you know, I am you know, Seth Rogen and everybody else just ripping on us guys for, you know, playing with our, you know, action figures, but um Nobody, nobody's bringing up the D and D. I mean, I don't even really i i i see maybe in uh, the Big Bang they might have been goofing on it once or twice or something like that. But oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I went from D and D to playing the White Wolf games. Uh, you know, the Werewolf, mm-hmm. Vampire, Mage, the whole line. We had you know we had so much fun with it. We just blended it all together. And all uh, with that? Yeah, it's huge a huge
1: bin. Of, there's a huge, huge orange bin, bin that's probably about
0: five foot wide oh, man! Or five foot long so many books yeah. you know the old storytelling books and stuff but it just I loved it I loved it it created me I think in all honesty as I sit here and am gonna be real part of who I am as an actor I got from being a D&D guy from being a geek like that from playing uh, Robotech and everything that you can think of. Yeah, I I did, all right? There was one little guy here in town, and him and I played together, bro. And we, we were just like poor little kids and kind of dads, and that's what we did, man. So big ups, man. So it's just... Yeah that's that So being able to venture out into that fantasy world, playing different characters, and that was the great thing about it was you had to play your character. You couldn't be anybody but your character. If you didn't have dots in it, you didn't you couldn't roll dice, you know what I mean? Like or you had one dice, which meant there's no chance in hell that yeah. you're going to be successful. So I I love that that you had to stay within your character, but yet you had to get problems solved. So and when i moved on and i started to do other things i got a job and i got to do some undercover work and they wanted to okay we take some improv classes and stuff like that and it was like this is so easy to play this other character because i played a thief so many times in dnd <laughs> i just you know i i know how to play you know somebody with a twisted moral you know um, and, uh, you know, that, that was one of those things. And uh, I was always the, the vampire that could talk good, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I felt like that was better than being able to bite people. So I, I those were the characters that I played in these games when I could. Otherwise, I had to play characters that weren't me, which stretched me in a different way. Which, again, I think comes back to as now that I sit here and I'm an actor and a comedian and a writer, I throw so much back to that stuff. And, damn it, we had to use your brain, Man.
1: Yeah, kids don't do that no more. They just play Angry. No, they don't. That's old. That's an old I mean, Angry Birds
0: is an serious. old reference. Everything is is something that you play on your computer where you can't die. Right, where your character comes back automatically, yeah. When you, la- you respawn, <laughs> you, you respawn, and, and god knows, I'm playing some Fallout, New Vegas right now, survival mode. Bring your shit, talk it all you want, but you know, when I die, I come back where I last saved, which some night sucks because you forget to save, you yeah. know, it's the <laughs> yeah. old Final Fantasy problems. Some of you know of the old oh. Final Fantasy, but you know, it's uh, it's one of those where. I walked in to game one night with some friends, and they were playing the White Wolf game, and I had never gamed with this group before. And I learned a saying from my grandpa, if you don't know who the sucker is at the table, it's usually you when you go to play poker. Well, these boys were playing poker, and I didn't know I was the sucker at the <laughs> table. And I sit down after taking the hour or two to develop a character that the storyteller said was okay to play and bring in and all that stuff. I jumped into this group, and I start rolling my dice and doing my thing. And they can tell that I'm not a chump and I'm really trying hard to bring it. It was a really interesting group of guys. And then we turned the corner at one point in the night. And those some bitches turned on me like a pack of dogs. <laughs> and they killed my character. No shit. Killed me right there. Oh, I had, I had fucked to up. die. I had to get up and walk outside and take a couple deep breaths. <laughs> and like, what the hell just happened? One of the couple of the guys come out and kind of, you know, kind of tap me on the arm, put the, you know, one dude's, you know, kind of friend of mine puts arm around my shoulder. And he says, you know, it's just one of those things. This is the introduction. You know what I mean? Like, so you were being initiated. I was absolutely being initiated. Had no idea I was being initiated and didn't know that I was making the little noob mistakes that I was making in their group. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I joined the wrong group of vampires. I was with the good guys and they were the bad guys, you know? And yeah. so here's the good guy out with the bad guys. So yes, they, they just sacrificed me like a lamb so it was uh it was one of those it was like you know know your role and uh watch yourself and uh you know you can talk trash but you know you get dunked on it yeah kind of thing. And it was it was it was geek coolness man and so it was like okay once i got past that i never trusted those guys on in that table again <laughs> at that table Away from that table, I trusted them with my life. Some of us trained together in martial arts. Some of us worked together. I mean, these were dudes I even lived with one of them. Was one of them was yeah. like <laughs> So when we got home that night. Could you imagine the conversation? Oh yeah. I was like, no, dude. He's like, look, let me buy you a beer. Let me do something else. Like, hey, man, anything to help, man, dude. We're sorry, but that's yeah. just how it has to be. And so, I, I, I have a. A love for D&D that I can never get away from. So to see the franchise not doing anything... uh, Like I said, 2012, direct-to-DVD, some crap that just... Even I have no idea. I tried to watch a few minutes on the little trailer, and it was horrible. <laughs> Anybody and, that we know in that movie? Not that no, no, <laughs> nobody I can even name to you at all. God forbid. I mean, I wish it was some poor sap that I knew even that you know got his break. Yeah. No, nobody in there. Not a name, nothing. I don't. Again, it, I don't know. Shot in New Zealand or something like that. It's you know these beautiful places. Unfortunately, you just there was no. You know, all the money was spent probably on that. And oh yeah, dragon. You know what I mean? So. And with Harry Potter and with the, you know, the the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and all the great things that are out there. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge fan of everything, but this some of that stuff's really good. What the hell, man?
1: Really? Do you think now? Here, here's my question. Would you have the take of your character, the the people playing the characters get transported into the world, or would you just bypass people playing the game
0: to just develop the world? It's it's you know. The game itself was meant to put you in as the character in the world that we all want to go into. It's the reason why virtual reality has become so big in today's society. We want to go into those worlds. We want to be the character. So if I'm the guy writing the movie, if I'm the guy that's got the 12 million that I'm pumping out there, yeah, it's always going to be, you're going to already be the character per se. That's not a bad twist to start it out with. Is you know you got the four kids sitting around and you got the storyteller and from there you kind of let the the you know the the sand spin essentially and kind of whip it off into a different world where those people's voices you know become the characters that we know or whatever. I wouldn't mind that. That's that's a great little plot and you know a nice little twist on it. But if we're if we're doing the movie, we're doing it. In the world of D and D, okay. So I, I personally want the to see the wizard with his goofy ass apprentice that you know does things that he's not supposed to, and I want to see the, the the knight that's you know still working in the stable and uh, you know getting kind of shit on literally, and, <laughs> you know, um, and and just those I, I you know I want I want there to be the bad mage I want there to be the 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 succubus and the, just the the great. Characters that came out of D&D and out of the fantasy realm that all of us kind of have to pay homage to. No matter where you are in what fantasy realm you're in, you owe D&D something. And, you you know, that's that's just the thing is we all know that. And if we just tip our hat and, and say, okay, what the hell is going on? I, I mean, to, again, to come back, to the, not even a video game, not even anything of value at all from D&D. For so long, and made the joke about the the uh, the Wayne's brother being in the last one. Was that two thousand and five? <laughs> I think I, I, yeah, something I think like so. that. That's fifteen. That's two thousand and seventeen. That's twelve years ago. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. And Especially a movie
1: in the, way the the way the movie industry works. I mean, they're always pumping out something, right?
0: And again, everybody's looking for a franchise. Everybody's looking to put their mark on the world because everybody wants to be, you know. let's be honest everybody wants to be Marvel or DC at this point that's where the money is right because that's where everything's selling but you can't put out a bad product and think that you're going to get what these people are getting there's a reason why DC and Marvel because for the last hundred years we've been reading their stuff we've literally been reading it for almost a hundred years I think maybe even more for some of them comics have been around a long time these stories have been around a long time that became the comics you know, like I said, some of this stuff comes from the radio and then became a comic in the 40s. Yeah. So um, where, where we get some of this from, I think we're, we're kind of missing. And so uh, we, need to, we need to put some, some effort into this one. It's just, I, I feel bad. I really do. I feel bad for the next generation that doesn't get to do what you and I did. That doesn't get to sit down and play a tabletop role-playing game that makes them use their mind and their imagination because I did more research while in college for my Wednesday night gaming than I ever did for any term paper, okay? So, let's just leave it at that.
1: Now, this is back when they had like ch- chisels and
0: hammers and uh, shit. yeah, no, I I, I, I say 42 uh, birthday tomorrow, not uh, I didn't I didn't buy any weed from Jesus, okay? okay. Let's just keep it like that. So, in me. Yeah. But no, I, I really do. I, I think that that's unfortunate that we don't have that I do know. you th-
1: Do you think CGI would be an option or
0: would you rather see live, ac- live action? I mean, of course I want some CGI. I mean, I mean No, I meant like a full CGI. Oh, no, type no, no, no. Movie. I, I want it to be real. I want it to. I, like I said, I want it to be the. the The Harry Potter-esque. I want it to be the... You know, it's allowed to have some youth and some fun and some... Because I do want the young group to kind of get into this, too. I do. I don't mind if it is goofy in some parts. But yet, still wicked scary. You know, the Minotaur of, you know, when you get lost in his maze. And, you know, obviously, not all the wizards are good. And, you know... uh, the reason why, you know, there's a white knight is because there's a black knight, you know what I mean? There's, there's tons of the storylines to play off of and a persecution of just regular man and how you fight back against yeah. it. You know what I mean? What the hell, dude? There's just that regular screw the world. I'm tired of being stepped on. Um, We need that. There's a great spot for men characters, female characters, youth characters, characters of all nationalities, and just... I think that's the great thing about D&D was it didn't matter what you were. You were a uh, half-mage, half-elf, purple-green, you know, monster-eater. You were loved because there was three other dudes that needed you in their group. And usually that was really kind of one of those things that for me personally, whether it was race or religion or whatever it was... If you were of more value and you actually brought what you were supposed to bring to the table, none of that stuff meant anything. That's a... I'd never... Like, you
1: just blew my mind right now. I know. Like, having having something like that that could be so diverse and something that could speak to so many people, we need that right now. Right? There's and
0: no doubt about that. And even to the goofy parts where, you know, you you understood that if you were the green half-elf, half-dark mage, purple people-eater, you couldn't walk into the regular places that everybody else could and just blend in. So you did the things that you needed to do, and you related to that, and you understood that, you know, that's why you wore the big hooded, you know, thing, and now as a grown man, I walk around and I have this hood on sometimes (laughs) and stuff, and I just, you know, I'm trying to blend in without sticking out like a sore thumb, you know? A guy with a Jufro walks into the (laughs) wrong bar sometimes, things don't always go good, but it guy with the hood on kind of looking like a darth vader-esque anakin you don't bother too much you know what i mean and then if everything's going good i can pull off the hood and we can be okay with who i am but i always loved that part that you know it just dnd had had real life and and again you say that you were playing a character but in reality you were playing off what you had and and most of us were were using real life experiences to play out those characters and I think, uh, I think that would be great for a lot of people. I know there's there's some live D&D being played down in, like, L.A. with a bunch of comedians oh, yeah. and stuff. And a bunch of goofy people like that, that. That It's guys like us that are still trying to hang on to it. But, uh, you know, I had the Marshall Art School and I did the MMA for Teens thing for a long time. And trying to bring in some of that stuff to those guys, was it was definitely different. Uh, you know, there there's a group of guys that's still there. You work at a comic book store. Oh, and yeah. You see a bunch of young geeks like I used to all the time. Hell, they were some of the same kids at one point. But, uh... You know there's 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 still a few of us out there that want to do it and I think if we made a good quality product like a good movie we we'd bring a lot of people back.
1: I you know I've never been I this is I'm going to sound like an asshole saying this I feel like I've never been a role playing guy. I've never done D&D but I tell you what you get me a good movie like that you get me something that's going to show all the diversity and you bring heart and you bring humanity into this world where everybody looks fucking crazy and something could eat you at any moment you've got my attention you've got me interested
0: so now you 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 never you don't do role playing you say right but you dress up like a powerpuff girl for fun is that what we're so that's just um actually right? they pay me for that and
1: uh <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that yeah. though, because then I have to claim it on my taxes, I mean, and I, it
0: gets into a whole thing. Okay, so we just want—I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that, because I, I thought you guys had a meeting every Tuesday night or something. But uh,
1: well, so, we so, try not to say yeah. about that, so but so, I guess
0: somebody is gonna. As long as you guys you are know. doing your thing, it's <laughs> <no. laughs> That's great, though. I mean, because it's, you know, it's where, like I said, it's where some of us really, I, I can pay a huge homage back to it. And I know that you personally, even though you've never sit down and rolled some dice on the table, like you say, you know that there's a huge secondary world that comes from those. You know, a lot of us guys, I mean, we, uh, you talk about Todd, you talk about all these other dudes that have influenced us with their writing and, and just how dark Stanley. Stan Lee. I mean, there's there's guys that later still, play, and they played, they openly played it in the 70s and 80s, even though they were 30, 40, 50-year-old men, because it was neat, and it did literally use the best thing that all of us have, your goddamn mind, so... Yeah, that to me, it's one of those, you know, I, I put a lot of value in my brain, and I think a lot of us do, and it's one of the few things that made your brain work. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of that anymore. No, no there's there's no nintendo for my brain, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, my thumb can get sore, but my brain still goes and goes and goes. And like I said, I, I never worked at, as hard at any game or anything in my life that I loved so much. As I did, probably, for for playing d and I was I was training to be a, a champion kickboxer. I was actually a champion at the time. I was going to school. I had a job. Full-time, 40-hour-a-week job. And we met every Wednesday to play a tabletop game. How long were your sessions? Oh, bro, this was start at 6 o'clock, go home at 10, 11 o'clock at night kind Jeez. of thing. And this is all 20-something-year-old guys, too. This isn't a room full of 12-year-olds or anything. We were all grown up. And we had a core of four to six guys. We could rotate out up to six, sometimes ten guys would show up. I mean, full bar open, you know, so and you know inebriated makes your, you know i mean you definitely say some things you wouldn't say and guy it mean, was up in Portland Oregon so that was back when you know things weren't necessarily all legal but there was a lot of things going on in the backyard of, of old Dickerson's place and we had a blast because you know whether you drank the the ale or, or smoked the sacred or whatever you know you, you came back to the game with that with the, you know what yeah. I mean, you you were messed up yeah you, you had
1: know, your own you, personal you, enchantment you
0: definitely, you definitely were a little twisted in what you thought and were gonna do, so, and it played out in your character, which I loved because there was always one guy, oh, Bobby Carley, God bless him, would get too drunk and his character always <laughs> did drunk things, so, he was that guy in real life, too, so, <laughs> a big stretch you know bob would say things once he'd been drinking too much that you weren't supposed to say to the (laughs) tavern owner before you know it he was getting the shit beat out of him and we were having to save him and getting thrown out of that town so (laughs) yeah man that's uh and again it, it developed character personally so
1: that actually i mean now you've kind of got me interested i know jim uh I I love hearing about that because I know that's something uh very that's a big passion of Jim's is RPGs and and role playing and I know he has a, a once a month or twice a month campaign going on of I don't know what he's working on right now but he always has something going on.
0: I have some dice. (laughs)
1: so you know it's uh and as i said for people like me who don't have that exposure you bring something good to the property just like with comic book movies you get you get people interested in the source material yeah so i mean i would love to see a good movie where you got schmucks running around learning how not to be schmucks and trying not to be eaten
0: yeah yeah, I, I definitely, like I said, it, it's, it's got everything there. It, it's, it's got all the stories that everyone knows and loves and hates. And it's just about how we present it to the next group of people, I think. So I, uh, I'm definitely interested in seeing something.
1: Well, unfortunately, TC, it's about that time. Yeah, that's good. Um, so with it being that time... Tired of looking at me. Uh, I figured it was the other way
0: around. I was trying to do you a favor. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I do own a little spot uh, called uh, TCSuperParties.com. Um, if you ever have any interest in birthday parties, anything like that, uh, we do characters, different things from Star Wars throughout Captain America, all the other stuff. Is this uh, just the Northern California region? Or? Yeah. Generally, yeah. Right now, I haven't franchised out to get too big yet. But uh, if 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 you contact us at uh, the SuperParties.com, we'll we'll. We'll definitely, you know, figure something out for you. Again, you come back to following me on Instagram and Twitter, and that's the Captain TC. Yeah, get it, the Captain. And uh, so you can always get a hold of me there. Find me on Facebook. It's Terry C. Morgan. That's what my mama calls me. So. Um, What kind of, for the super parties, what do you cosplay as? Oh man, again, I have Captain America, I have Spider-Man, I have a great uh, Star Wars setup from Darth Vader to a Stormtrooper to uh, a goofy looking Luke Skywalker in the uh, flight orange suit. Um, We've done some adult parties recently, like uh, we did a Fallout party, Uh, we also had a Captain America adult party, so if uh, that's something you're interested in, please uh, don't hesitate to get a hold of us, but uh, we do just about anything, and I do have a face painter and a couple other folks that act that jump in, so we do groupings, so you wanted a couple of different characters, but I think one of our favorite ones that we did recently was, uh, uh, we bring the bad guy, you be the hero. Oh, nice. Yeah, we we came out, and uh, I dressed up as uh, um, Dr. Doom, and uh, one of the young men and his dad did uh, superhero characters, and uh, we battled it out, and uh, unfortunately, Dr. Doom uh, went down, but, you know, uh, I think we had a great time, the family really had a lot of fun, so... Yeah, and uh, just recently, um, actually on a personal thing, I got, uh, as an actor, I'm going to be doing the Old Sack Christmas uh, show throughout the whole winter, basically from the day before Thanksgiving till Christmas Eve. I will be playing the uh, editor and head of the Sacramento Bee, the original Sacramento Bee, and uh, we do the uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. Oh, okay. So I'm going to be out there every night doing two shows a night on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then again before Thanksgiving, night before, and then the week before... Christmas, the whole week, I'll be out there doing this. Where is it at in Old Sack? Technically, it's at the tree lighting ceremony at Old Sack. So, okay. You know, Old Sack's only about four or six streets wide, so I'm not 100% whether it's like J I F U, whatever street, <laughs> but they have us basically the same place that they're doing the tree lighting ceremony. Okay. Uh, so if you just there. look that up, you'll be able to yeah, see. Yeah, absolutely. It. Old Sack has a great program. If you just look them up there, oldsack.com, uh, check out their events. It's coming up. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, some, some friends and family have told me that uh, it's a pretty good size event so uh, i don't think it costs anything but if you come up and you actually even remotely know who the hell i am believe me i will lose my mind on you so come by and say hi and so yeah go
1: do that uh now i have something to do during that time yeah i mean you know so and uh, i'm adam S Messinger on all social media uh you can find jim who is not here but you can track him down we love him Yes, we do. We can, you can track them down at Jimmers with three M's on Twitter. On Instagram, it's Jimmers with five M's. And then on Facebook, it's just James R. Mason. So there you can find him for the show if you want to get a hold of us. And uh, for any reason, you want to throw comics our way, we love PDFs. Talk trash. Yeah, you want to talk trash, we will... Uh, We'll talk trash. Challenge Adam to a wrestling match. Uh, I will definitely do that. Classic
0: WWF rules.
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to lose. Uh, but I'd do it. And so, yeah, you can hit us up uh, at. Shit. Come on. Okay. Graphic. The at gmail.com. Jeez. It just took a second. My oh. brain takes a second to engage. No drugs, I swear. Uh, not anything the doctor hasn't prescribed. <laughs> um, and then you can also find us at Graphic Podcast on Twitter. And then, the, no, it's, uh, fuck, I'm trying to do Instagram. Graphic Podcast dot, or wait. Gra- it's Graphic Content dot podcast. Thank you. On, on Instagram. Thank, Thank you. you. So as I said, it just takes a second for my brain to engage, uh, sometimes a bunch of seconds. So yeah, feel free to uh, hit us up. In the meantime, you can go read a comic or you can go fantasize about a movie that you'd like to see made. You know what? If you have any ideas about a movie you'd like to see remade and you have some ideas about that, shoot that our way. I'd love to hear your thoughts Let's make a movie all Let's, right? let's I got a make camera, a movie I, got,
0: I mean let's make a movie That's all I'm saying If you got great if, ideas If you're into it If you're down Let's make a movie Get a hold of me Obviously he has the costumes Let's do something We'll make some We'll buy it We'll go to the thrift store I don't care yeah. Let's do something Yep as long as it's
1: uh, As long as it's all MPPA <laughs> Isn't that MP, MPPA
0: approved? I believe so
1: Yeah No, it's MPAA, yeah. I don't know, you're losing it now. Yeah, well, it's not just now. He's on something. Yeah, anyway, after you're done doing all that nonsense, listen to the graphic content.